0: Good day, everyone. Welcome to the newest episode of Arise with Amber. Thank you guys so much for joining me, for coming back every single Sunday or whenever it is that you guys listen to this or or whenever you have found this podcast. I'm grateful to have all of you here, and it is a good day. It's a good day because today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So I just want to start off today by giving praise to our God and going to him in prayer and just worshiping him for who he is and everything that he has done is doing and will do. So let's pray. Well, God, thank you for the gift of another day of just waking us up. That in itself is a pure miracle. And we are so grateful to be in your presence today, Lord. God, I just pray that Somebody here, here's a word from you. I pray that you draw us in deeper and deeper every single day, Lord. I pray um, for those that are hurting from around the world. You know what everybody is needing, God. And I pray for provision in their lives. And, and we know that you are sovereign and that you purpose everything for a time. But I know that there are some that are hurting from around the world. There are, there are those that are still lost, God. Draw them to you and ignite in us a desire to share your good news with the rest of the world, to share your good news with those around us, to minister to our families and to our friends and to our neighbors and those in the workplace, God. We thank you that you are the God that calls us out of the dark and into the light. Lord, we um, we honor you, We honor you with our lips, Lord. Let us honor you with our lives and how we live. Let us plant those seeds to bring people to you. We praise you, God. We love you. May our lives be those lived that point people to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, all right, I just, I'm coming in hot today, guys. I'm coming in hot. I literally just drove in. Um, I went to Fort Worth yesterday, just a quick 24-hour trip. I got to go see... One of my favorite bands, actually my favorite band from when I was a teenager, uh, Matchbox 20. I bought tickets in 2020, and it was postponed for three years due to COVID. So I finally got to go. I got to take my mom. She was my date last night. And Paul, our editor of The Smiths and our good friend and, and family, actually, and editor of Arise, got to go too. So he and I were texting the whole time. And so I'm kind of on a time crunch to get this to you guys out today. But I had a blast. I had so much fun. Um, but it was hot. It was really hot. Uh, it was about 105 or so in Texas. And the lines were long. And I just was noticing how angry people are. We, were une- we unexpectedly had to go through a certain, a certain way of the line, which I've never had to walk through at this venue before. But there were so many angry people. And I just noticed how much, how little grace there was for people around each other and for the the employees and the workers there who were just trying to do their job by telling people which way they needed to go. I mean, there's people flipping people off. There were a few people who didn't quite know where the line was, so they tried to just get in anywhere and there were grown adults you know telling them the the back of the line is that way. You need to go to the back of the line and I'm just thinking, where's the grace? Where's the grace for people? You know, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like people seem so angry. And I haven't been in a place like that with that many people. I I was just doing a lot of people watching and, and I can just see that there are just a lot of people who are not walking with Christ. And obviously I can't judge a book by its cover, but when somebody's flipping somebody off and cursing at them, I can probably tell that they're not walking with the Lord. And Unless they're just having a bad day and then they go home and repent, I don't know. But on the surface, that looks like they're not quite walking in step with the Lord. (laughs) Um, I just kept thinking, we're all gonna get there guys, it's okay, calm down. We're all gonna get to the same place. Maybe we're going to get there five minutes later than we were supposed to, but relax, relax. People are just very, very angry. People very much so want what they want when they want it, and they don't want to be put out. They don't want to have to follow the rules, I guess. They don't want things to take longer than they should. Um, so I just did a lot of people watching last night, and I did some praying. But I posted something on my stories. Uh the other day, I actually shared it with you guys on a rise last week about how I prayed for the man who was wearing the shirt at the airport, um, and I, I've just been feeling in my heart lately the the urgency to share the good news and the the urgency of, of us needing to talk about Jesus and us needing to pray for people and us needing to go to the ends of the earth because we're all, we only have today we only have today, and especially by being in a massive group like that, we know that a lot of those people are still asleep, a lot of those people are still lost and. And it just it gets me just thinking about the urgency that we have, that the Lord has given us the great commission to go out into all the world. And if we're not sharing the good news, we're, we are extending grace and kindness to people around us, which I didn't see a lot of last night. I posted something on my stories about what I shared with you guys last week about the man that I prayed for in the airport, and I got some pushback, of course, from people saying, I hate it when people push God and religion down other people's throats, and I don't need to believe what you need to believe, and you don't need to pray for him, he doesn't need your prayers, and none of us need your prayers, and people just um, obviously pushing back, And, and it's biblical. And scripture tells us there will be pushback, there will be persecution, and people will hate us. People will hate us for sharing Jesus, but Jesus tells us that they hated him first. So yes, there's going to be persecution, but we have to have more of a fear of the Lord than we do about having a fear of man. And we still have to extend that kindness, extend that grace, extend those prayers, and sometimes step out of our comfort zone and talk to people about their faith. Ask them about their, what, what they believe. Ask them if they know Jesus. So I want to ask you guys today, are you being obedient to that call? Or are you perhaps someone who has heard the gospel your entire life and hasn't fully committed yourself and surrendered your life to Christ? Because what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? We only have today. You are given a gift. Every day you wake up with breath in your lungs, you are given a gift of today. And when your life ends, you either have eternity with him or eternal separation from him. So I want to I ask you, what are you waiting for if you, if you have not surrendered your life to Christ? And, and I want to remind you that the Bible warns us of our hearts being hardened. Our hearts can be hardened. And Hebrews 3, 12 through 14 says, "'Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God.'" But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. So I've also been thinking a lot about endurance and perseverance and enduring to the end, which is what the Bible calls us to do, because our hearts are, are prone to wonder. We are born with an inclination not toward God. We're rebellious. We're deceitful. We're sinful. We're just, we're wretched humans by nature. And there are things that are going to try to pull at us and pull us away from God. And sin is one of those things. The enemy is one of those things. The world is a huge thing that tries to pull us away from God. And we're in a spiritual war. We're in a spiritual war every day. And we need to be living our lives not only knowing Jesus, not only. Knowing of, of the gospel, you might know intellectually what the gospel says, but do you believe it? Do you believe it? Have you yourself believed in the atoning work of Jesus and what he did for you on the cross to save you? He, he took your sin on the cross. Your sins are what nailed him to the cross. His life, his work, his death, his burial, his resurrection, all were to save you. He took the wrath of God that we deserve. So do you know that or do you believe that? Do you fully believe that and have you surrendered your life to Christ? Are you committed to serving Him? Are you committed to sharing Him with others and, and bringing glory to Him in your everyday? So I just want to ask you where you stand. I want you to think about that. The Bible says to test yourself to see whether or not you are in the faith. The Bible says there is worse judgment for people who have heard the gospel over and over and over and have not accepted it. There's worse judgment than for somebody who hasn't heard yet. So think about that as well. Do you guys know what a blessing it is that we live in a country currently? I don't know where you live, but I'm here in America, and we live in a place where we can openly profess Christ. We live in a place where we can openly go to church And worship him. We live in a place where we can have our Bibles. We can carry them around with us. We can speak about our love for Jesus. And there are people in other countries who are literally getting killed for those same things. So do you realize what a blessing that is, that you have that? And so many of us take it for granted. So many of us take it for granted. I know it can, it does seem like that is pretty close to being stripped from us. I mean, I see news stories about you know, at these parades and stuff, there was a man who was, all he was doing was quoting scripture. He wasn't doing anything violent. He wasn't doing anything out out of what he was allowed to do, and he got arrested for it. So it does seem like there is a time that's coming where we, we might not be able to go out in the street and, and speak scripture. But right now, in most places, you can. And so... You need to be taking advantage of that while we still have our Bibles in front of us and we still can read and we still can go to church and we we still can openly share the love of God with others. We need to be not taking that lightly. And if you have heard the gospel, if you're here listening to this arise, I have shared the gospel so many times, so many times. And if you hear it, if you have Christian friends in your life, that is by God's grace. That is by God's mercy. And that is Him drawing you in. So do not harden your heart to the hearing of his word because there is more severe judgment for that than if you had never heard it before. The time is now, (laughs) the day is today, and he is calling you. He is drawing you into him. And not only that, but when you have heard the gospel, when you have turned to him in faith, we are to continue to draw near to him every single day. One of the main proofs that you can know that somebody really believes and is truly a Christian, is truly saved, is that they remain. Is that they remain in the word. Is that they remain in the faith. It's not just that they believe. Because the Bible says even the demons believe and shudder. We are saved by grace through faith alone. But one way to know that you are truly saved is if you remain. The Bible speaks over and over about not only believing, but abiding. We are to abide in him and he abides in us. We are to remain. We are to endure. We are to persevere. We are to run the race that is set before us. We are to be steadfast, immovable. We continue, we continue, we don't turn away, we trust, we press on, and we keep going no matter what life brings our way no matter what storms we face we keep going to the end and i i hear so many people say or i get so many messages that say i've lost my faith i've lost it especially when something bad happens a death in the family a loss a divorce a betrayal i hear people and i see people say i've lost my faith and guys We don't lose our faith. I think I've said before, it's not like it's something, it's not like you have a hole in your pocket and your faith just falls out. If you are His, you don't lose your faith. You don't lose your faith. Yes, we will face bad things. We will face storms. We will have trials. We will grieve. We will cry out. We will be angry. But we don't lose heart. We don't lose heart. We don't lose our faith. We press in. John Piper says, Following Christ is no invitation to a pain-free life, just an invitation to a powerfully significant one. Following Christ is no invitation to a pain-free life, just an invitation to a powerfully significant one. If, If you're someone who has truly lost your faith, now sometimes, I mean, people might say that and not, they might just say, I feel distant. That might just mean you feel distant from God. But if you are someone who truly has lost your faith and, and you, you have truly turned away from one, from what you once believed to be true. Then the Bible says in first John two nineteen, they went out from us, but they were not of us for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that it might become plain that they are not of us. God does not lose his children. God does not lose us. No one can snatch you out of his hand. And that's what the Bible says is true. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Will we have hard seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Will we have wilderness times? Will we have times where we question or we're angry or even we might have a little bit of doubt about something? Yes, we are human. We are fleshly, but we don't turn away or we weren't truly saved to begin with. It wasn't truly saving faith. You hear that you hear about the parable of the sower, when the seed falls on rocky ground or the thorn, you know, snatches it up or, you know, the enemy takes it away, there's all those different, there's all those different soils. Then it wasn't truly planted in fertile soil. God does not lose his children. He says in his word that no one can snatch them out of his hand. Nothing can separate us. We will have hard seasons. Yes, we will have times where we might have, have, times of question or we might doubt because we're human we are human and we're fleshly and there are this is a fallen world and we are in a spiritual battle every day and and there are are things that we will mourn over we will lament over we will struggle over but we don't turn away we don't we don't abandon our faith or we weren't truly saved to begin with God does not lose one of his children. He does not lose one of his elect. He does not lose one of his predestined. For those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. And that's Romans 8.30. So where do you stand? Where do you stand? Are you rooted firmly in the faith? Do you say you're a Christian? Do you go to church every now and then? Or do you draw near to the feet of Jesus? Are you living constantly in prayer? Are you reading your Bible? Are you reading your Bible? Because he's speaking to you every day. Are you keeping his commandments? Because that's one of the ways that he says he knows who loves him. If you love me, you will keep my commands. We don't do it perfectly. We don't do it perfectly, but we come to him. And when we are his children, God, when he looks at us, He sees his son. He sees Jesus. And there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Paul begs in 2 Corinthians 5, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And that's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm doing right now. I feel the urgency so much to implore people to draw near to the feet of Jesus. Don't just dance around it. Don't just dip your toes in. Don't just go to church every now and then. Don't leave your Bible on the shelf. Don't just read a devotional. I urge you, be reconciled to God. Surrender your life to Christ. Draw near to Him, and then go out and and encourage one another. Plant those seeds for one another. Go out and labor, because His Word says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. As it says in Hebrews that we read earlier, exhort one another, as the day is called today. Encourage one another. We have a great commission. The harvest is plentiful, and what a joy it is that the creator of the universe, the creator of the stars, the the one who knows you by name, invites us to partner with him for his glory. What a privilege that is that I think so many of us take for granted, and we go, maybe maybe we go and maybe we consume, or maybe we, we fill ourselves up with, with podcasts or with sermons or all of this stuff, but then we don't go out and plant seeds for other people. You know, there comes a time when, yes, we need to be filled, but then it's time for us to go out and pour. Are you pouring into others? Are you sharing His Word? Are you serving? Are you involved in a local body of your church? Are you reading your Bible? Are you, are you sharing the Word with others? We can't take this lightly. We cannot take it lightly. I want us all to go out this week and be effective for the kingdom and and walk in the fullness that God has for us, that God has for others, and that God has for us for himself. So I challenge you to do that this week. I want you to know that you are loved and you are chosen, and I'm so grateful to have all of you here. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, If you want to find me, you can go to arisewithamber.com. My Instagram is at Smith. And if you want to send me an email, it's arisewithamber at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. I will see you next time. Bye.